Bam. All right, guys. Welcome. We are in episode 006. Is that right? Half a dozen. Um, today, I have Nathaniel with me. Nathaniel. How's it going, everybody? Introduce yourself. My name is Nathaniel. The guy wearing the thick hats or the LFG. So today, we're here to find out a little bit more about Nate, what makes him tick, why he likes to pick up heavy shit, and why he has an affinity for Fairlife Milk. So we're going to dive in all that good stuff today. So uh, first off, Nate, give us a little background about yourself. Uh, okay, so I'll start from the beginning. Uh, I was born in Tallahassee, Florida, when uh, my dad was in law school at Florida State. And um, my parents moved here to, uh, to Jacksonville. Um, that's where my, uh, my dad's parents uh, lived. And uh, um, we ended up moving in with my grandparents in Atlantic Beach um, when I was a when I was a baby, um, and then moved to Arlington. I grew up in Arlington. I went to uh, um, Bishop Kenny High School. Like a, oh really? Like Just like Justin, Justin Silver yeah. Spoon. Okay, it's a long like yeah, <laughs> Silver Spoon. Uh, yeah, long legacy of BK grads at uh, um, at Crossroads Jacks Beach. Were you on the golf team as well, like Justin? I was not on the golf team. I was uh, <laughs> or the the crew. Did you row no, crew? No, I didn't. I didn't row crew either. Um, so I, I kind of I was I guess I'd describe it as an indoor kid growing up. Okay. Um, kind of a nerd. Uh, um, you know, I was in computer club and uh, um, and uh, didn't really play sports. So when I was in high school, I I kind of like turned it into a little bit of a chunk in middle school. So my parents were like, "Well, you got to do something." And uh, I picked the one sport you didn't have to try out for, which was cross country. So okay. I, I ran cross country. So you're a runner. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was I was a member of the JV. Cross okay, country this is team. good to know. I wouldn't consider myself a runner, but <laughs> um, so I ran. I ran for two years, and uh, um, you know, got in pretty decent shape. Uh, um, well, lost a bunch of weight just because we probably ran ten miles a day. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, I, th- I think I did a little bit just because. Um, you know, I made friends, um, yeah. and, uh, I was always pretty, pretty good at like, you know, at making friends if I was, even if I was in like a new uncomfortable situation, but, um, I, w- I wouldn't say I enjoyed running. I, I liked the practices more than I liked the races because okay. the races you had to like push yourself a little bit harder and there was more expectation and pressure and stuff. And I didn't really respond super well to that in a athletic, yeah. uh, situation. <laughs> but, uh, if you would consider a, a 5k an athletic situation, yeah, were you a good runner? Um, I think my best, my best 5k time was like right under 20 minutes. So I wasn't terrible. I wasn't bad. Okay. That's not bad. Compared to, compared to now, uh, I was a, I was a phenomenal runner. Uh, but, uh, you know, back then it was, that was like pretty standard for the JV squad. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we had guys that were on the varsity that ran, you know, sub 15 minute 5k's and stuff. Right. Some elite uh, runners for sure. Yeah. They were, I remember, I remember one, uh, um, one runner uh, from another school. I don't remember what school he was from, but after a 5K, he would always, like, it was, like, legendary. People talked about this, um, like, when he when they knew he was coming to run. It's like, this guy will collapse at the finish line. Like, I'd be, like, foaming at the mouth like he's rabid. And I was like, that's, there's no way that's true. Dude, he's putting out, man. And he, he did. Wow. It, you know? He's went to that dark place. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And, you know, I've seen. Props to him. Being around enough, you know, CrossFitters doing open workouts, like, going real, real hard and, seeing the way that people push themselves there i can kind of i can kind of see it now but right back then that was not my not my goal or desire i feel like that takes a little bit of you know just some mental fortitude to be able to put yourself on that that type of pain yeah definitely you know 
That's like a special type of someone. It's it's the uh, uh, what's the what's the guy the Navy SEAL uh, David Goggins. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of level where he's. Oh, like, he does some crazy yeah. shit, man! I'm reading his book right now. It's yeah. super gnarly. Have yeah. you read it? I've read the Living with the Seal. Okay. Uh, the one where he lived with uh, um, what's what's the guy's name? I forget the guy's name who wrote the book, but oh, Jesse Itzler, I think. Okay. His wife owns Spanx. Um, Interesting. he's like this rich guy who lives in, uh, he, he lives in New York and Atlanta, but he met, uh, he met David Goggins at a, at one of those crazy, like, you know, hundred miler races. And, uh, he like tried to go up to David Goggins and get him to come live with him for a month. And, uh, he finally convinced him to do it. And they just, you know, he tells the story of like getting up at four o'clock in the morning and running, you know, like 10 miles when it's like 10 degrees outside and David Goggins would be just wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, just straight madman yeah, shit. Yeah. 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 No kidding. Um, awesome. So after high school, uh, after what happened after high school, uh, so I did the the natural kind of rebellious thing. I, I you know moved away from home. Uh, I lived in Gainesville for uh, for about four years. Um, I went to school at Santa Fe um, for a couple of years. And when I say I went to school, I mostly cut class and uh, you know hung out with my friends and uh, um, you know came home to Jacksonville four years later with you know covered in tattoos. And, right. Uh, <laughs> did you know um, Justin back then? No, Justin was. Uh, um, well, I guess he's a good bit older. Justin, <laughs> Justin's kind of old, guys. Just saying. He's a a good bit older. I'm I'm trying to age Nate unfairly here. Uh, yeah. So uh, Justin, <laughs> I, I think Justin was either a senior when I was a freshman, or uh, or he might have been like out uh, just graduating when I was a freshman okay. at BK. So we I don't think we overlapped much, but we do have we. Um, uh, Justin's sister was in my my grade. Actually. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, I've kind of you know I pussed around for a little bit, and uh, when I moved back to Jackson. Um, I had lost that high metabolism that came with, you know, two years of running 10 miles a day. And, um, I like looked down at the scale one day just cause my friends who, uh, um, would kind of give me shit and they would say, Hey, you're kind of fat. And I was like, no, I'm not fat. I'm, I'm, I'm not fat. Right. Right. And, uh, um, after a bunch of denial, I finally hopped on a scale and I was like, Whoa, how much did you weigh? You uh, my heaviest, I was 285. Okay, that's fairly heavy, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, uh, let's just say it was not muscle. Uh, right. Had you, were, lifted, you weren't fit and fluffy. I was not fit and fluffy. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so at that point, um, I, I just kind of, you know, I'd, I'd fallen off with any exercise. I wasn't doing anything. Even even in cross country, I didn't I didn't lift weights. Um, I just ran. You know, I tried to avoid lifting weights at all right. at all cost. Uh, um, and so I I had uh, a friend. Um, who started doing CrossFit, uh, he ended up working with a guy named Justin Berg, who Justin Berg used to own CrossFit Southside and ended up uh, going to work for CrossFit HQ out in California. Right, right. And now he's the co-director of the games. Uh, so my friend JT ended up working out, working with him. And this guy, he'd been doing CrossFit since 2005 or something like that. And so my buddy JT knew I was trying to get in shape. And I'd, I'd kind of made a, you know, I'd made a commitment. I'd just put my foot down and said, all right, well, I'm going to like start changing some stuff. So I, uh, I kind of cut off a lot of my friends that were negative influences. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped, uh, stopped eating out all the time. I quit drinking for a long time. And, uh, um, I was actually a smoker, pack a day smoker for about seven years too. So, um, I quit that cold Turkey, uh, and started doing CrossFit with my, with my buddy in his garage. And, 
uh, after about a year, I mean, he was, uh, he was a phenomenal athlete, like, uh, okay. uh played college baseball at Auburn. Um, just pl- played sports his entire life. So me having basically <laughs> zero, zero athletic prowess or, or athletic background besides two years of just running, um, uh, I, I was, it was pretty intimidating, but he was, he was really good, uh, um, at, you know, not putting me off of being, and being encouraging. Right. Um, and we kind of, you know, we, we did our own thing. We got a barbell and some metal plates. We, so you were working out with your friend. Okay. About uh, what year was this? This was probably 2000. This was 2009, summer of 2009. Okay. Um, so we ended up doing CrossFit in his garage. Uh, first ran at Jarbo Park with metal plates on the thick pull-up bar. There it was probably a, it was probably a twenty-minute Fran. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, really, just lots of rest. Yeah, a lot of rest. Probably singles on pull-ups. Was um, it the same? Was it ninety-five pounds? Yeah, we had ninety-five pounds. It okay. was. It was. We had steel ninety-five pound plates, but we, we had it in the sand there, so it was okay. a lot of dropping into the sand. Beautiful, uh, love we, it. We made a wall ball out of a basketball that we filled with sand, um, but you couldn't drop it. So the the first time we did Karen, uh, um, it was probably the most miserable workout ever. <laughs> just no think about Karen, but the using like a slam ball that you can't drop, and if you do drop, just sand goes everywhere. And right, it's just miserable. Um, so I did that for, for almost a year and then I kind of decided that, uh, I wanted to go and see what a real CrossFit gym was like. So I Googled CrossFit gyms near me and there was, I think there was two in Jack's at the time. It was, uh, um, uh, the one CrossFit, uh, West maybe of by NAS Jacks, they're just way across town and there was CrossFit Jacks. Okay. Um, so I, I went to CrossFit Jacks cause that was, it was only 15 minutes away down Mayport road and, uh, ended up, you know, ended up joining there. Um, I was at CrossFit Jacks for about three years. Um, I'd say from t- late 2009 to 2012. Okay. Um, and that was a, you know, back in those days, like 2009 CrossFit was becoming more popular, but it was nowhere near what it is now. For sure. I mean, you got in early. Yeah, that was. I mean, the most of the people that were at CrossFit Jacks um, when I first joined was a lot of uh, um, a lot of military, a lot of guys that were going trying to get into buds to go to SEAL training. Um, everybody worked out without their shirt on. <laughs> now that seems you know it, it's the norm it's now. The standard but, now, yeah. <laughs> but back then, dude. back then it was pretty intimidating, and yeah. I uh, um, I was not a, I was the kid that wore my shirt in the pool. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I wasn't the first one to take my shirt off at the gym, especially when everybody else is way more jacked than you are. Right. I mean, that's a pretty intimidating environment to come into. Yeah, and if if you've ever uh, if you remember what old CrossFit jacks used to look like, too, it was a you walk in and it's like you know it, it's basically a garage um with a couple bay doors there was like two little fans um it was you know like brick uh with just a bunch of sh- weird shit written all over the walls in like german um okay. and it li- literally the most intimidating environment yeah. to, to walk into for sure but everybody was super nice and super great um and you know the crossfit community is uh um, is awesome and they were they were great there too great coaches uh i met uh katie uh katie hayes there okay. um, um, Megan and Chris Russell uh, were the owners, and uh, um, you know a lot of the the CrossFit gyms in Jacks sort of like spawned from CrossFit Jacks. Okay, like Russell, who opened CrossFit Total Control, was started at CrossFit Jacks. Um, 
Justin Berg, who opened CrossFit Southside, started at CrossFit Jacks. Okay. Um, Barry Boswell, who opened CrossFit Daytona, um, or uh, CrossFit Die Hard, uh, started at CrossFit Jacks. Rob Henry um, and Chrissy Wallace started at CrossFit Jacks, and they opened CrossFit Duval. Um, so there, there was kind of like a um, there was a lot of gyms that came from that kind of crew. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, yeah. it's like the majority. Yeah, <laughs> almost basically. all of them, really. And then ones that came from there. You know, Justin came from uh, Total Control to here. Yeah. Um, you know, Brent uh, and Austin to open Black Hive came from Total Control. So it's you know that was kind of the you know that was the father or mother gym of of all the these Adam other and Eve of CrossFit yeah, Jacks basically. <laughs> <laughs> we ate the forbidden fruit there. Yeah, you did for sure. <laughs> with your shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So you were in it like from the get go. Yeah, we we did the uh, uh, you know the first open at the at the first CrossFit Jacks uh, location. Um, so we kind of got to see CrossFit grow from. I feel like when the open first started was when it started to get like really kind of popular. And okay. You saw it on. They had the deal with ESPN where the uh, the games were on ESPN, and it was uh, um, it was then where they got a lot of that public exposure that brought a lot more people in. And it wasn't just people that were, you know, law enforcement or military mm-hmm. um, or just, you know, young 20-something people. It was a lot of, you know, um, it was, you know, people in their 30s, 40s, 50s uh, that just wanted to be fit. Was 09, was that the first year of the Open? I think the Open was 2010 was okay. the first year. And was it like online sign-up, like pretty much the same as I, it is I now? I think it was the same the same it is now. And it, it might actually have been two. No, yeah, 2010 was the first year because I remember um, – uh, 11.1 I think was uh was the seven minutes of burpees I believe it was either 2010 or 2011 okay. don't fact check me don't yeah. at me on right that. Yeah. <laughs> somebody please fact check <laughs> put it in the comments below yeah <laughs> Um, so, uh, the, yeah, and, uh, the, the open just grew every year, um, from that. I did a, a couple of them at, uh, CrossFit Jacks. And then, um, with, uh, once, once I left CrossFit Jacks, I, uh, um, I started training at CrossFit Total Control mm-hmm. and I, I was at CrossFit Total Control, um, as a, uh, um, just as a member for about f- probably two years before I started coaching there. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so to 2010, uh, I, December of 2010, I got my level one. Um, and I coached a little bit at CrossFit Jacks, um, but I was still doing other stuff. I was I was working in restaurants. I bartended. Uh, um, I was a manager at Mojo Kitchen for a while. Um, and uh, I think when I met you, that's what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember yeah. doing that competition? No, I do. <laughs> Rip your box. Yeah, <laughs> it's like me, you, uh, Jen Nowicki. Yep. And I can't remember. It was think, one other girl. I think it was Martha. Was it Martha? Uh, Diaz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was so. Uh, um, there's a for for those of you that aren't in the know. There's a big team competition every year uh that they've done for i think eight or nine years now in a row right. uh, called rep your box and uh um kent and i were on a team and i think it was 2012 maybe 2012 my first and only <laughs> first <laughs> only and last competition was that the only thing the competition you've done <laughs> that was it man yeah. that was it uh i think there was a wonder at max clean in that competition there was yeah uh i, I think i cleaned 255 pounds and i think that is still my pr <laughs> clean <laughs> Hey man, yeah. you only got to eat yeah. it once, right? Yeah, I had a. Uh, there's a good picture of me with a uh, pretty a pretty nice beard. Um, I probably look the exact same as I do right yeah. now, honestly. But uh, um, yeah, but that was so we were on a team together. I don't, I don't remember how we did on that one. And I, I, I don't think we did great. Yeah. Obviously, we were in the uh, scale division. Yeah, 
And it was, I mean, I was pretty new to the whole like CrossFit space at that time. I think it was pretty much like Russell came up to me, hey man, I just signed you up for this competition. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, you just have to pay a hundred bucks. I was like, oh, cool, great. You have to pay a hundred bucks Thanks. to get my yeah. ass beat. Yeah. <laughs> I will say though, after the competition, pretty sure I went to Mellow Mushroom and ate like an entire pizza. Yep. by myself had like three beers and yep. i wasn't even like halfway full those are the that's the benefit of the the post-competition right. celebration is you just eat and drink whatever you want yeah i mean that and, was pretty amazing and the entire next day you're just like absolutely wrecked right yeah <laughs> i think for a whole week i was out yeah. of commission yeah I was like, i'm just gonna go walk on the treadmill <laughs> um so yeah so i uh, uh i was at total control um when justin left to start cross jack speech um uh, I took over a lot more classes there and mm-hmm. I was coaching the, uh, probably the majority of the classes for the, um, the majority of the time that I was there coaching. Um, I, I ended up getting my level two in, I think it was 2014. Um, uh, Chris Russell reached out to me and said, Hey, we were having a level two here at, uh, I think they were, they were doing it at Southside, not across the Jacks, but they had a the comp spot. Um, okay because the um because he was doing the seminar and uh asked me if i wanted it and um you know uh, that connection that i had from from starting at crossfit jacks you know in a pan off and i, I did uh I did my level two um in 2014 then uh um just i was just coaching a bunch i m- moved away from working restaurant stuff just started coaching full-time um doing you know personal training and uh um and i was coaching probably 25 30 classes a week um and uh Ended up in 2017, deciding deciding to go to uh, maybe it was 2018. Yeah, 2018, deciding to go to uh, PTA school. Um, so applied uh, there on just on the off chance that I'd get in. Uh, um, I applied for a scholarship too, and ended up getting in and getting the scholarship, which was kind of cool. Um, so I did that, and uh, um, and while I was doing that, I was kind of in test taking mode, and decided to uh, sit for my L3. Um, which is the, so the, the first two CrossFit certifications or certificate courses, the level one, level two are, uh, they, they're like weekend seminars where it's in person and there's like an exam at the end, but all the stuff that's on the exam is self-contained in the program. So it's not a, it's not a a certification because of that. I think that's the distinction they draw. It's not like a self-study thing. Um, and uh um and the level three is the first one that they they basically they have a study guide for you but their study guide is basically like hey here's all the stuff we've ever put out on the crossfit journal right study this and it's like okay but uh um so i sat for that i ended up taking it in uh 2017 um the first time and just you know i thought i was hot shit and i knew everything and i failed and uh um and I was like, well, shit. So when I went back to school and I was in a little bit more of a, like I said, like school test taking mode, I decided to study for it again. I signed up for it six months in advance and um, studied a bunch and, uh, um, you know, tried to brush up on all the my weaknesses and ended up taking it in 2018 and, and passing, which was pretty cool. Um, one of my main reasons for wanting to do that because I wanted to get a job working on the seminar staff and that's a prerequisite okay. for that. So once I, uh, um, once I passed that, I reached out, um, you know, through some connections, I knew Chris and Katie and they both worked on staff, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, CrossFit and, uh, um, ended up getting an internship. I, I did, uh, um, 
I did three internships uh, until, um, and it's basically like an ongoing process. You have to travel to um, level one seminars on your own dime, and uh, you're basically, you know, part of support staff, um, and you have different responsibilities at each subsequent seminar, and um, uh, and they basically, you know, if they invite you back, it's a good sign, um, and okay. if they tell you to, you know, kick rocks, you know, obviously, you know, you're not you're not ready for it. But you know, I I feel like I had a good experience at all of them, and then COVID hit, and they shut down all seminars, and okay. uh, um, uh, when they when they started them up again, they didn't they weren't taking on. Um, they weren't taking on interns, which was kind of, kind of sucked, but, um, you know, either way I ended up getting my level three, um, and just kind of like trying to continually further my coaching chops and coaching education. Right now. Is that something that you might still want to pursue? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. In the future, I think, uh, um, yeah, I think if, if the opportunity presents itself again, I've been reaching out and they give you the, Hey, uh, reach back out in six months. And, okay. you know, so that's been now a would you be like you're traveling, would it be confined to like your region or is this basically like continental U S uh, usually they'll, they'll, they'll try to keep you in the region just so they don't have to pay as much for travel expenses and stuff like that. Um, and especially if you can, you can drive to, uh, um, to seminars even better if it's only like a few hours away. But, um, I, I think they'll, they'll kind of send you where they need you. Okay. Do you know like how many weekends a month you're working? I don't know. So I mean, uh, uh, you know, Katie Powell would probably be a, or Katie Hayes would probably be a better person to ask that. But you know, it, it, I think it depends on uh, um, some people work more, some people work less, depending on their other obligations. And you know, people that work with kids that have kids, right, um, okay. or own gyms might have you know different uh, um, different schedules than people that are a little bit more open. I. Um, the flow master of the second seminar I did was uh, Chuck Carswell. I don't know if you ever had a uh, did a seminar with Chuck, um, but he's this uh, um, he's uh, this like big Jack Black guy from Atlanta. Um, All right. So what's the guy's name again? Chuck. Uh, Chuck Carswell. Okay. Uh, so Chuck was a uh, I believe he's a, either a running back or a linebacker from University of Georgia, um, but he's I mean he's just an awesome dude to be around. Like the, one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. Um, just like a really good dude and an amazing CrossFit coach. And he he had just done his 500th seminar. Wow. So That's basically basically 10 years. Um, you know a, a seminar almost every weekend. Right. So that, I mean, that shows you that that's the level that some of those people are at, you know, they're yeah. just like, you know, that's all they do. They, um, they just, yeah, you know, they just coach people. Obviously they're not, um, most of the people that are on some staff, like, like at that level probably aren't, you know, running a gym too, mm-hmm. but, uh, um, you know, they're really, really good at training trainers. Right. I think a couple of people at my level too, they, they owned uh, an affiliate. Um, yeah. obviously Chris was there. Um, Todd, do you know Todd? Yeah, Todd Akuto. Yeah, he was there, and there was a there was a girl that I think she owned a, an affiliate somewhere, maybe like the Virginia area or something. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty spread out, pretty diverse group. Yeah. I mean, obviously every every one of them was very educational, informative, yeah. like awesome at what they did. Yeah. You know, so I definitely like much respect to all those seminar staff. I mean, yeah. they're so great at what they do. Yeah. You know, I think Todd's awesome. Yeah. The way he just kind of conveys the message and information and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool to, to be in that environment where you're around a bunch of other people um, that are, you know, like n- not the same people you see every day, you know, because right. they just have different ways of doing things. And, and first, to a certain extent, you end up, everybody gets in their own little routine and you use your, you know, same methods of doing things. And um, you, you kind of get better from broadening your, your, 
you know, shorter horizons a little bit and learning right. from other people that might do things totally different. So right. I think it was a it was a pretty good experience, even if it doesn't end up uh, um, leading anywhere past past those you know seminars I was able to go to. But yeah, that's awesome, man. This is like the history of like jacksonville crossfit coming out of nate yeah so um, much information I've, I've been i've been to a bunch of gyms and I, I i know you know a lot of people from a lot of different gyms and uh um and i love to see that a lot of people you know stuck with it um and have been in the community for a long time there's a lot of good crossfit people in jacksonville and that are good ambassadors for like bringing in new people i think it's you know crossfit's only gotten bigger and better here in jacksonville since it since it started and um it's really cool to see yeah yeah so let's get into the good stuff uh so you had a little stint where you were doing some weightlifting, right so yeah so i started uh when i started doing crossfit um you know i um i'd lost a bunch of weight um previous to starting crossfit and uh i got i got pretty lean when i first started doing crossfit because crossfit jacks did a lot of crossfit.com sort of programming um and a lot of like you know more body weight and more conditioning workouts not a lot of like weightlifting stuff okay um and, uh, um, initially when I, when I first started like I was, you know, I was the weakest guy in the gym. Like Tom Stamper was, was, uh, at CrossFit Jackson, like 2010, 2011. And like dude squatted like, uh, you know, a brick shit house. And yeah. there was a few other guys that were just, you know, strong squatters and strong deadlifters and pressers. And, you know, I was, when I first started, I think my deadlift was, you know, maybe 300 pounds, uh, squatted maybe 200 pounds, uh, after, after a little bit of training and I'd already been training for about a year um and you know press was i think my the first time we did the crossfit total which is max uh, squat bench and overhead press i think i over pre had pressed like 105 pounds or something like that okay so uh um but you, you hadn't know. been exposed that much to no no right? i mean at that, at that I, I had done it for maybe a, about a year um yeah. when i when i was first losing weight before i started doing crossfit with my friend i i basically just did the treadmill at bailey's and just you know ate better yeah. and i lost a bunch of weight like that i was too intimidated to go like work out and like lift weights by myself um so uh um you know after a while um i started i, I fell down the the rabbit hole of olympic style weightlifting um started watching old like california strength uh videos of like john north and uh um and those guys lifting weights and uh um basically when i was i was on hiatus and i wasn't working out of the gym i just had a little garage gym and i just had uh, squat rack bumpers and a barbell and I would just go and do snatch and clean a jerk and squat by my by myself all the time and um, I would you know publish videos on my YouTube channel and like try to get feedback on like the crossfit.com forums and like some weightlifting forums and is I, this I, YouTube channel still active uh, yeah yeah I still I still post on my YouTube channel I have uh, videos from like probably nine ten years ago are the oldest ones that i think i posted one today actually okay. what's the um, name uh you, if you look on my uh instagram it's there's a link in my bio to my youtube channel but all right people subscribe like and subscribe <laughs> no shameless self-promotion <laughs> and if you're gonna leave a comment just you know like be nice youtube trolls are are the worst Dude, they're relentless yeah. man i get some I, I i most of it's very positive um but you know every once in a while somebody'd be like hey i noticed on your uh your left hand is two centimeters off you better you're gonna snap your shit up if you don't fix that i was like thank you for that yeah. <laughs> unsolicited advice savage. yeah and it's it's always a person with like you know like no profile picture and oh, uh, right yeah. Yeah, yeah and no posts yeah or, <laughs> they put like um, 10 comments and they're all just, just <laughs> yeah ravaging somebody yeah 
so so I did. Uh, um, I ended up doing a, a Olympic style weightlifting for for a couple, maybe two or three years, almost exclusively with a little bit of CrossFit kind of scattered in there. Um, I did a, three or four competitions, uh, um, and that was a really cool experience. Um, I I think I took to the the weightlifting stuff. Uh, um, you know, I, I just kind of I went full bore on that. I loved it. It was super exciting, and I was making pretty good progress. Now, are those uh, local competitions or like anything out of state? Yeah, I did. Uh, um, I did one in Georgia, um, and then most of them were around in the Florida area. A couple in Orlando. I did a few here at Jacks. Uh, we did. We had two of them at, at Total Control. Um, but yeah, so I I did that for a while, and then my I got stuck back into CrossFit because I I wasn't able to take I, w- I wasn't good enough to take weightlifting like seriously and uh, um, really go any further in it than I than I was at the time right. and um, I had some like like sort of nagging injuries that were kind of stopping me from being able to like you know lift heavy all the time so um, so I went back to CrossFit for a little bit okay and then that transition into powerlifting right yep which you're in currently yep so uh i started doing um i'd always done even when i was doing the olympic lifting stuff a lot of like squats and deadlifts um so and even in crossfit we do plenty of squats and plenty of deadlifts just not a lot of bench um so that was definitely when i first started powerlifting that was my weak point uh my weakness for sure um i started doing powerlifting almost almost exclusively or the majority of my training was powerlifting focused in like 2018 so it's been about three years now that i've been uh um that i've been doing that and i've done about the same number of competitions as i did in olympic weightlifting i've done i think i've done four or five meets now okay now over the past like two years or three years like how many prs have you kind of hit in that powerlifting so uh, i mean not a lot but uh but i have hit some you know i i um, I started using the hashtag road to 500 when I, uh, deadlifted 485 pounds in 2013 and it, uh, it was 2020 <laughs> when I deadlifted, uh, when Progress, I deadlifted 500 Progress. pounds. Yeah. So I was, uh, on about, uh, two pounds a year of uh, my math is okay. right there. So, I mean, it's been slow progress, but, but steady progress. Uh, um, I ended up, you know, hitting a pretty big PR, um, in this last summer, um, on the, on the deadlift, uh, bench has gone up like slowly, but steadily. And, you know, squats always been, uh, kind of a, a struggle for me, but, um, and you know, it, and it takes a, once you've been in the game for a while, you know, it's, it's not, the gains don't come easy. You have to put a lot of focus and, uh, um, and really have everything dialed in to, uh, um, to be able to succeed and, and hit an all-time PR for sure. Right. I feel like all my gains are going in reverse. <laughs> my age is going up. My gains are going down. Yeah. I think it's, you know, it, and you just had a kid, so that's, yeah, you, that's can, true. you can use that excuse for a little bit. <laughs> I'm hanging on to that crutch yeah. big time. That's awesome, man. Um, gosh, I was going to ask you a question about that. Oh, uh, so like when you started powerlifting now, were you kind of keeping track of like body weight, like body fat stuffing, thing like that? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not really great at, uh, um, at the body composition stuff and like mm-hmm. tracking my food. I, I've, I've done, you know, I've done, if it's your macros and, and tracked and weighed and measured all my food. I mean, I was doing CrossFit and I really regimented about it, but, um, you know, powerlifting, uh, um, it doesn't, if you're a little heavier, uh, it doesn't like, it doesn't negatively affect you unless you're in like, it bumps you up into another weight class. Right. Like in CrossFit, when you, when you're running and you're five, 10 pounds heavier, it's yeah, every, right. every step sucks. And uh, all, all your gymnastics yeah. get tough. Yeah. Every pull up your elbow right. is yelling at you like, bro, like you, did you have to eat that whole pizza or could you have just had two slices? Right. Um, but when a third of the sport of powerlifting is laying down, it doesn't really negatively <laughs> affect you. That's a good way to think about it. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've noticed that, uh, I'm probably a little bit heavier, like body weight, uh, right now than I was when I started doing CrossFit, but my body composition is, is, is way different now. Now, um, I didn't, I haven't necessarily intentionally, um, you know, tried to try to gain weight, like tracking and weighing and measuring and eating, you know, way more. Um, I generally try to be pretty weight stable. Um, and if I, you know, if I notice my clothes are fitting different, you know, I'll, I'll rein it in a little bit, but I don't think it's been a, um, you don't have to necessarily like eat a ton to like gain strength, you know, right. in size. I think it's more of a, you know, if your training's on, if your training's, you know, smart and intelligent, um, and, and you're sleeping, um, and you're, you know, you're keeping life stress as minimal as you can. I think, uh, um, I don't think you really need to gain much weight to, you know, put on some size and, and get stronger. Right. And you always hear people preach about like how important sleep is. And I've always thought that, yeah, it's, it's important, but like I can get by here and there, but yeah. then like having a kid, I'm like, holy shit, yeah. like sleep is yeah. so important. Yeah. You don't know it's what just, you got till it's gone. Right. right. It's just burning me down. Yeah. So Thankfully, we've been getting a little bit better. We're yeah. getting some consistent sleep, so I'm starting to feel a little bit more like normal. Um, but yeah. yeah, I got some some room to, to catch up there. Um, so how many of those Fairlife jugs do you go through in a week? <laughs> so uh, the the thing that I, I, I try to track every day, even though I don't track most of my like, calories or macros or anything like that, I try to make sure I get enough protein every day. So, okay. um, so it, you know, it, it's hard. I really do not like cooking. I don't like meal prepping. Um, Same. So, Same. so um, in order to make sure I'm getting enough protein um, and not – up my calorie my calories too much um i'll usually get a jug of uh the fair life uh fat free milk um i'll usually go through about a jug of that a day so um so you don't like the two percent huh i'm a two percenter the the two percent i'm I'm not gonna lie the two percent tastes way better but uh um those extra calories add up you know yeah um so the i think the two the it's 480 calories for the uh the fair life fat free jug and i want to say the whole thing for the whole thing okay um and i think it's 82 grams of protein uh, so it's about, about half the protein I'll eat over the okay, day. That's solid. Um, and, uh, and then the, uh, the two percent is adds like another 200 calories. Yeah. So it's just, it's not worth it. But if you really want to go next level, the chocolate milk is, even, oh, it's, dude. it's delicious, but you probably add another 400 calories yeah, there. That chocolate milk is legit. Yeah. It's so good. It's really, it's good. like dessert. Yeah. If you mix, <laughs> if you mix that with the, the skim milk, it's, it's, a uh, um, that's not a bad proposition calorie wise. And you still get a little All bit right, of the, uh, make a little milk milk cuvee there yeah, yeah, i like definitely. it definitely it's like kind of it's the uh the uh arnold palmer of uh of milk choices yeah. there yeah. you guys didn't even know we were artisanal here yeah <laughs> my artisanal milks <laughs> yeah um sometimes i'll steam it make a latte you know awesome yeah now is there uh like things that you kind of brought from let's say like crossfit to weightlifting weightlifting to powerlifting any of that stuff i mean it's all you know kind of bridges one from another but i uh, like you know, what would you think would be like the most important thing that you would take from all three of those? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, um, I think the, uh, the biggest thing I would take away from, from all three of them, having experience, you know, competing, not at a high level, but competing in, in all three of them is, uh, um, is people tend to overemphasize like this weird notion of recovery. Like I need to do all these things to recover, Mm -hmm. um, instead of just like do like doing more sensible things in the gym. You know, it's, it, it, to me, it's like, uh, um, it's like when you, when you go out at night, um, 
you don't have to necessarily, you can still go out and have a good time and not take, you know, 17 shots of fireball. Um, and then the next right. morning scrambling to get like an IV put in from one of your nurse friends and, uh, yeah. um, and slamming some bio light yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. When you could just like drink a little bit less and still have a good time and then wake up and be like a functioning adult. Yeah. Moderation, right? Moderation is easy. Yeah, I think yeah, totally. <laughs> everything in moderation, especially moderation. Yeah. Uh, and so, so I think people would just probably do a little bit better to go a little bit easier in some parts of their, of their workouts, you know, right. um, things that, you know, are going to like make you sore and wreck you. Um, if you have like, you know, a negative association with deadlifts, like, Hey, every time I go super heavy on deadlifts and do a ton of reps, so like my back is so sore, I can't work out for two weeks. Then like, I mean, I know it sounds pretty stupid and intuitive, but like, don't do that. Right. Uh, and so I feel it, like if, you're preaching to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking through you yeah. right now, deep into your soul. Um, so, I mean, if you know, you can always just lift lighter weight and I, I think being more consistent with your, uh, um, with your, uh, your training over time is probably going to be the better way to get stronger anyway. And it's the same thing as like diet. When you're doing a diet, if you like, um, if you make it something that you can't stick to for whatever reason, because it's just unsustainable, like what's the point of the diet? You know, you're right. going to do it for a couple of days and then you're going to fall off. So if you have a training program, that's like, you know, you're doing Smolov and you're also doing CrossFit and you're also doing all this other stuff. Like, you know, some, something's got to give. So you just right. gotta, you gotta, uh, take a little bit off, go a little bit, you know, less intense on some stuff. And I think most people will be better off for it in that they won't be as wrecked all the time, but they'll also make better progress. Yeah, for sure. Now, that's beautiful. I definitely believe in kind of auto-regulating like how your body feels like, yep. hey, if you feel great that day, let's get after it and yeah. you're good and comfortable with the movements. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But then like you say, if it's a day that, hey, maybe, you know, I'm not as technical in the front squat or something like that. And I need to kind of back off a little bit, you know, watch how much load I'm lifting. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, listen to your body, you know, yeah, you want to be able to lift another day. Yeah. And, and I think stacking it up enough like productive training days and sessions and, and meals and days of diet and stuff like that is, is going to be much better for your long-term progress anyway. And like you were talking about PRs, if every time I went into the, to the gym or to my garage and lifted some weights, I wanted to lift more than I did the last time. Like, you know, there's, there's times where I've lifted the same weights for like weeks in a row, but you know, but I'm, I'm not sore and progress eventually comes and, and you just have to be a little bit more patient instead of just trying to add five pounds to the bar every time. Cause it's just, it's not going to happen. You right. Know? Right. You definitely got to work in those sub maximal loads. Yeah. Like a good bit. Get some of that volume consistency. Yeah. yeah no, I love that. Um, well, it looks like you got to get coaching here in a few, few minutes. So anything you want to like, you know, throw out for the members, anything like some good trivia about Nate, Oh, some good nature Maybe some secrets or something uh no i'm pretty much an open book um if if anybody follows me on instagram or facebook i'm pretty outspoken about the things that i uh um that i'm passionate about and that i care about so um you know i, I think uh um you know i i think uh i think that's it man do you want people to come up and ask you the meaning of all your tattoos? Like, would that be a good, like, yeah, a, I, I love when people do that. Yeah. So I do have some, um, <laughs> if you can, uh, um, if you can guess what, uh, I don't think a lot of people have seen this because I don't really, I don't really work out with my shirt off a, a lot, but, uh, um, I do have a, uh, I do have a very controversial tattoo, um, that, uh, um, my mom was not thrilled when okay. I, uh, when I told her that I, that I got it, but, uh, um, it's a, it's from a cartoon, uh, television show. Um, and if you can guess, uh, what, uh, what that show is and what the character is, uh, 
um, I'll do 10 burpees. How about that? Not right. you right now, but like uh, the you who's listening to this podcast right now. All right, everybody. We got to get Nate to take a shirt off. So. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> you guys like, got some homework to do. Then it's not a guess. <laughs> <You're just> gonna <laughs> be, <laughs> I'm going to be assaulted by people trying to pull my shirt up. Right, you know? right. Good no. luck, man. No. <laughs> you put that one on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Awesome, man. Glad having you. We'll be back. It'll be me and Nate next week as well. Um, I think we're going to get into gym etiquette. Genetic, which apparently is going to be pretty fiery out yeah. here. Um, yeah. Pretty good podcast. So listen out that, and we'll probably talk about some fitness goals for 2021. So we'll get some good stuff for you. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. All right, bye.